to the Moral Hangover Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Dombrowski, and I'm here with my producer, Victoria Bruno. New Year's, period. Let's dive in. So many people have so many thoughts about New Year's this year, 2020 in a nutshell. How would you describe it? How would you describe 2020? Not real, a shit show, a waste of a year. Really a waste of a year. A waste of our 20s. Yeah. I just can't stop thinking about what we would have been doing if COVID didn't happen. And I'm sure so many people are thinking the same things of like all the canceled things they had and all the other, you know what I mean? And it's like a blessing in disguise. I think it's really shown me how to slow down. Mm -hmm. And I like being a homebody now and like not having plans. So, I mean, it's been a weird adjustment, but I think there are some blessings in disguise. No, I agree completely because I was even thinking about that on a past episode. I used to say I freak out when I'm alone. And like, mm-hmm. I think I've gotten so much better at being alone. I'm like, oh, I enjoy being That's alone. That's an accomplishment. That's an accomplishment because I think so many people don't feel comfortable being alone. I, I don't love being alone, but when you have so much time with yourself, you have to learn to be okay and talk to yourself positively. Exactly. So 2020 has some like little blessings. It definitely does. And going into 2021, what are some of your resolutions? Okay. Well, the skinny confidential is like, I love her. Lauren Everett's like, I don't think I could ever be like her, but I do take from her some advice. And I love that she's so intentional with her morning. So I need to stop lying in bed for like an hour or two and sit on social media. Like like we don't start work till like 839. And I will set my alarm for 7am to wake up. Like why? Because I'm like, oh, I'm going to work out today. My first alarm starts going off at 645. And <laughs> Like why? Literally why? This is the one time you can sleep and you're like, oh, let me wake up at 645. Well, I'm always like, okay, I'm going to work out. And then I never do. And I sit on social media in the morning and I'm like, what, what am I doing? Like I'm losing brain cells. I could be getting more sleep or I could be productive. So I need to do that. Also, it's so cold in the morning. Like I don't blame you for not waking up in the morning and exercising because it's freezing. Like no one wants to get naked and put workout clothes on. No, not at all. Except to fix that problem recently in adulthood, I have space heaters and that's just like the biggest game changer Uh, to bring me your room. I need, I need. What are your big ones? I think being intentional is also something I should do too because I've been so glued to my phone ever since we launched this podcast because I feel like I always need to be like present, always need to be posting, always need to be on. And I need to learn when to give myself breaks with social media. And I think especially a good way to be more intentional with your mornings and like I sometimes do this, I'll use my phone as an alarm clock. And I think a simple solution to not look at your phone first thing in the morning is I started using Alexa as my alarm. So then I'm like not staring at a screen. My eyes don't hurt by the time I open my laptop for work. Um, okay, okay. Yep. Or the dogs will wake you up, honestly. Or yeah, No, they actually do. That, that's actually one of the reasons I want to move out because the dogs wake me up like every morning at 6 a.m. It's brutal. But mine, let's think. Of, let's think. So I'm going to go through my list because I wrote a few and I tried to make them smart goals. So specific, measurable. Like corporate of you. Accurate. I forget what the R and the T are, but... Something I can actually hold myself accountable to and make it specific enough. So let's see. Recently, I've been working out. I'm on like a eight or nine week streak of working out every single week. So I want to continue that and work out four to five times a week. Budgeting is a big one. I am planning on moving out of my parents' house in May. So I'm kind of shitting the bed. Yeah, I'm actually very (laughs) nervous because I definitely – 
because I do live at home, I feel like I have just like disposable income to just like, oh, if I want to do this or do that or buy this or buy that, like I can. And I have been saving half of my paycheck, but I'm going to ramp it up and do like 75% or more going forward if I can. Mm -hmm. So that's like my biggest thing I'm going to try and be extremely, I want to say cautious with because I don't want to be spending more than I should be. Like I look back during this time of COVID, I bought so much shit that I'm probably not going to wear and stuff that's going to go out of style. Like who do I think I am? Who? You got to use my budget sheet. Yes. So Vic actually has his budget sheet. We posted like a story the other day about resolutions and a lot of people said budgeting and I was like, okay, we have this great sheet. Victoria sent this to me and I feel like it's really helpful and it's simple enough. So it's not too confusing. Yeah, no, I got it. I can't take the credit for it, but I got it from a class at Temple. Shout out Temple. Um, Go Owls! Go Owls, baby! And like, I've like reformatted it and like really used that when I first moved out. And it was the biggest game changer because you don't know like, okay, like with rent and utilities and all the other bills, like how much do you like how much can you spend like it's okay to still shop but you know you just need to know your budget for the month so we've added the link to our link tree um if it's ever not there you can always dm us we'll send you a copy of it biggest game changer and katie you should use it and it's like you don't even have to use it to a t it's just it's most important for when you're starting out like right when you move out to kind of get a gauge on like how much i can spend month to month. So for people who haven't seen it before, because I know some people have clicked the link in our bio before to check this out. How is it broken up category by category? Because I know you have your total for the month of what your income is. You also have it split up, I think, by whatever payments it would be monthly. And then you also have the different categories that people usually have to pay. So like groceries, rent, utilities. Yeah. So all the formulas are like already in the Excel sheet. So basically you'll go into it and you can enter your monthly salary and then you can break it up by two paychecks, by three paychecks, by four paychecks. You can just add columns as you want. Excel, that good old copy and paste. I know. And I love the preset formulas. It makes it so much easier. I know. That is like the best invention. Yeah. So I split it up by like rent, if you have loans, utilities, internet, gas, all that stuff. And then it splits it up automatically by each paycheck. And then also, if you look on the sheet, there's like a bottom section for holidays and birthdays. So if you want to say, I want to save, let's say a thousand dollars for birthday presents a year, then you can put the $1,000 in there and the formula in the Excel sheet will automatically calculate monthly of how much you need to save to get to that yearly goal. So yeah. That's so smart. I didn't even notice that. And that is one of the hardest things because I'll find myself not planning for someone's birthday and it'll be like the week before I get paid. So it's very slim, slim in the bank account at that moment. And then I'm like, shit, I want them to feel loved. But Funds are tight at this moment because I just bought something that I don't even need. So that's a really good one to have. Yeah. So check it out. What are your other resolutions? Well, let me bring back up the notes. You know, it's a long, it's a long one over here. (laughs) Our list Uh, is so long. Yeah, really long, really long. I was really brainstorming. Daily brain dumps. So JC, JC Marie Smith, who we actually have on this episode, she was telling us about her method of doing a brain dump every single night. And- It's actually really great because I've been doing it recently. I only, I only have two as of right now because I haven't really been like doing anything. I would need like excessive brain dumps because I mean, it's pretty chill at the moment, like work-wise, personal-wise, all the above. But I've been breaking it out by like my work, like tasks at work that are like priorities that need to get done. Personal. So like, for example, if I'm like planning something for a friend or if I have to like run an errand or pick up a prescription, like having those priorities like top of mind. And then I also have, 
anything that's like extracurricular. So like moral, I have a whole tab for moral of like different things I would do for content, like different manifestations, TikToks. So I'm excited about it. I hope it inspires me to be more creative and I hope it keeps me more accountable for getting things done and be more productive. Okay. What else I have? Um, filter and staying in my lane. So like Bethany Frankel had a recent TikTok about people who want to be like entrepreneurs, want to be influencers, whatever. Not saying I want to be an influencer, but basically the overall message was if you want to be an entrepreneur, keeping your eyes on the prize and not basically like you're being a horse in a horse race and you're just straight ahead, tunnel vision. You're not worrying about the outside noise and what everyone thinks about you. And I think that was the biggest hurdle getting over when starting this. It's because I think we both went in and we're like, shit, people are going to make fun of us. They're going to say this. They're going to say that. Like, what if it's embarrassing? And just blocking out that noise with all of our other projects going forward is something I'm going to strive to do. Amen. I think that wraps most of it up besides (laughs) like, oh, I think I'm going to take a break from dating. This is like the longest list of goals I have. But (laughs) I say this, I say this to Vic, like... So I texted you last night and I was on Hinge in Charleston because I'm in South Carolina right now. And previously I was like, yeah, I'm deleting it. Like I'm not dating anymore, but I actually think I'm going to be more intentional with my dating life because, because we have so little time, I am going to be more intentional of who I think is worthy of my time if it's a guy. So I think for now, I'm just going to give it up because my main focuses are family, friends, and my little side hustle and my career. You know, if someone wants to come and join your life, like that's great, but like you're not searching for them anymore. Yeah, not searching, which I think comes to a bigger point of, I feel like there's society pressure of like every single family is like, oh my God, do you have a boyfriend? Do you have this? Do that? Why are you single? And it's like, let me live my life. Let me live my life. And if I get married at 30, I get married at 30. And if I don't get married at all, that's fine. Today, Vic and I have a guest who we admire tremendously from an entrepreneur standpoint, from a podcasting standpoint, and overall, someone I think who just radiates positive energy. So JC Marie Smith is on the podcast today. We had the opportunity to interview her, and I don't think I've ever been more nervous. And I think you can tell in this interview, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, oh my God, this is big time. Like, this is huge for us. You were were on one cracking jokes. I think because I... It's like a personal problem. Like I, when I feel uncomfortable, I just word vomit. And then I just hope for the best. And then it like does something. Well, you're in for a funny episode right now. We talked about her meeting her now husband. We talked about different avenues that she's doing. She has podcasts, what we said, and it's on the Dear Media platform, which we love. I mean, Vic is a huge fan of Skinny Confidential, so am I. And Life with Mariana. I love Mariana Hewitt. But overall, it was just like a pinch me moment. So everyone sit back, relax, and enjoy our interview with J.C. Marie Smith. Hello, everyone. I am so excited because we have J.C. Marie Smith on the podcast with us today. If you don't know her, which I'm sure all of you do, um, she is the host of What We Said Podcast. She also launched a new platform called Balanced Boss, and she's an influencer entrepreneur. So let's welcome J.C. Hello, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very honored. We're honored to have you. I'm, I'm very honored you're doing us the favor for coming on. So thank you so much. <laughs> you and Beth have been so fun to email back and forth. Oh, she's an angel. She really keeps everything, um, you know, very organized for me. So I'm very grateful for that. I love it. I'm like, when do I get to the level where I get an executive assistant? Like, I just want that in my emails, like someone yes. answering for me. 
You could just fake it for now. Just put a random name, executive assistant, fake it till you make it. I should. I'll just make it my sister's name and I'll like pretend I hired her into this. Perfect. So I was looking at your TikTok and you were popping on TikTok and I screenshot a picture of you getting your hair done by Hair by Chrissy, which we know she is like the most controversial person right now um, with her hair and no mask. I still think she does good hair work. I'm indifferent to the whole situation. <laughs> we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to touch on it. But I'm like, okay, maybe I should cut my hair short. Like I can't decide. Your hair is like so beautiful as I'm looking at it right now. I'm just like getting these beach wave vibes and I'm like, wow, that's really stunning. But I will say I was so hesitant to cut my hair for so long. I pretty much had long hair my whole life. I had short hair one time in seventh grade and it was hideous. Like I hated it. So I was like, I will never cut my hair again. And then I chopped it a few, like two years ago. And I'm so glad I did. It's been so fun. I'm kind of growing it back out now a little bit. It's like mid-length right now, but still on the shorter side. Um, but I, I cut it really short there for a little bit. And I just love switching it up. Like sometimes you just need a change, you know? Yeah, I feel that. Today I did a little change. So I never wear hoodies. Like I never wear hoodies. I'm usually full glam, fake eyelashes. Whenever you have guests on, I'm like, you know what? Today I'm going to be a chill girl. I'm going to give her California vibes. I whipped out my Jen Atkin Quay pomade. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it. And I was like, all right, give me the sleek California hair. Give it to me. I love it. You are giving me California vibes. Okay, you look perfect, great. Perfect. Thanks. Yeah. Hopefully I get to move out there one day. That's like Vic and I's dream to get out there eventually. Oh, amazing. You guys should. It's, you really can't beat it. We're like considering moving right now. We, we're from Arizona, but every time we come back, we're just like, oh, this is the place. It's the place. We love it so much. It's such good vibes. Mm-hmm. How was Arizona, by the way? Because I saw that you were recently there. It was beautiful, the cabin, wherever you stayed. I think it's your parents. So yeah, so it's, I, me and Leif actually own it as well. We're like co-owners with, um, some of my family and I can't take credit for any of the renovations. Uh, it was mostly my mom and my uncle who like redid the entire thing top to bottom. Um, but it is so amazing. I absolutely love staying there and I always miss it so much when we're gone. It's, um, in like Northern Arizona, it's available on Airbnb. So Set a, a lot of people stay there. <laughs> I'm like at getaway frame. Uh, no, a lot of people will stay there and like tag me and I'm just like, Oh, I want to be there right now. It's the best. So, um, yeah, it was really, really fun. We went there for Thanksgiving. It is stunning. Do you run that Instagram? Because I'm like, this Instagram profile is like, the aesthetic is flawless. Beth runs it. So she does, I mean, we provide a lot of the photos, but guests also take a lot of photos. So they'll just like post things and we'll get content from that. But yeah, she runs the Instagram and like posts on it. Beth is like a great job. Beth is just killing it. You two are the greatest tag team. For anyone who doesn't know, Beth is her executive assistant. I don't know if I made that clear before, but kills it. Um, okay. What I love to do before we even get started is I love to ask a question that's slightly cringeworthy. So what are you nervous? A little bit. Okay. I'm kind of sweating right now. (laughs) I'm sweating too, but I'm actually nervous. Okay. The question is what is your holiday guilty pleasure? And you can interpret it however you want to. Gosh, the first thing that comes to my mind is just sweets and treats. Like I have the biggest sweet tooth. I swear I can always be eating like cookies, cake, like it never gets old to me. Like I'm not one of those people where it's like, oh, I'll have like, you know, a little slice of pie or like I'll have a bite of the cookie. I'm like, no, I want the whole thing. And then like in addition, definitely more. Like that's the first thing that comes to my mind is just treats. And I feel like I have, I try and eat pretty clean, but the past month has been real. I've just been eating so many treats and I don't see it stopping in the next month. So I'm just kind of embracing it. 
every day, whenever I have a good day, I'm like, oh, we're going to reward ourselves with a treat today. And it won't be like (laughs) a healthy treat. It's not like a gluten-free cookie or anything. It is like thick ice cream, a milkshake, chocolate cake, whatever I can get my hands on. I'm like, I need this. Literally. And I, it's funny. I've gone through a lot of different stages of like eating, I guess, and like different, I don't want to say diets, but like styles of eating. And I feel like the past month I've just been like, let's go to In-N-Out. Let's go to Dairy Queen. Like I just don't, it's not that I don't care because I still definitely do, but I feel like I've been treating myself a lot more recently and I'm just, you know, I'm rolling with it. And also it gives you something to do. Like my new thing is I'll just go to Starbucks in the morning, just to get a coffee. And I hate drinking coffee, but it gets me out of the house and it gets me doing something. And then I'm like, yes. okay, I'll get changed. I'll have some sort of routine. Yeah. Sometimes you need something like that to kind of put a pep in your step and like be a part of your routine. That's not so, that's something a little bit exciting. I totally, I totally feel that. Definitely. I need to ask you this because I saw your TikTok about you having a morning routine. I am the worst person at setting any type of routine in my life. Like I am the most, I have the least amount of self-discipline like at all. Like it's horrible. It's non-existent because you basically like work for yourself. How do you create structure in your day and how do you actually stick to whatever that structure is? I have, you know, it's so weird. I have different sides to me that are so opposite. So on one hand, I'm actually very disciplined and driven. And on the other hand, I'm extremely unorganized. And so sometimes those really clash because it's like, I really want to have a routine and stick to things. And, but then I'm so disorganized a lot of times that I just can't do it, which is why I hired Beth in the first place. Um, as for like a morning routine, I think I got to the place where, cause I've been my own boss since I can remember. I started as a photographer when I was like 14, 15 years old. And since then I've just been making my own money, like running my own little businesses and, you know, pretty much just photography and now kind of going into podcasting and social media influencing and all that stuff. But, um, I got to a point where I had to have structure because brands would be asking, you know, be like, Oh, here's your deadline for this. And it's like, I kind of think at some point a few years ago, it clicked for me. Like, I'm an adult. This is my full-time job. I have to get these things done on the deadline. So I have to create some sort of structure because I don't have a boss looking over my shoulder saying, did you get that done? Did you do that? I have to be that for myself. And I think I kind of, I'm a very big picture type of person. So I always think of like, if I want the things that I want, I have to do a lot of little things to get there. And for me, that gives me motivation. Like if I want to buy my dream home, if I want to, you know, do this and that, I need to have structure in my day-to-day life and get these things done that will lead to that goal. Does that make sense? No, it definitely makes sense. So on your day-to-day, do you make a list? Are you a list maker or you're just in your mind? You're like, these are the three priorities I have to do. One, two, three, just got to bang them out. I am such a list maker. If I don't have a list, I cannot function. I was like uh, switching over my phone today. So I got a new phone. I upgraded and I couldn't touch it for a little bit. And that's where my list was. And I was like freaking out like, what? Oh, what's next on the list? Like I really have to have my list. It really keeps me on track. And I, I've said this before. I have a few different lists. I always have a bunch of lists, honestly. But one thing that I do every night is I just kind of do a brain dump where I'm like, Anything and everything that I can think of that I need to get done tomorrow, this week, anything that I don't want to forget, I'm writing it down. It's on, it's a ton of stuff. Sometimes it's like 25 things where where it could be as little as, you know, call this place to get my dog groomed, mention this to Beth, like just little things that I'm like, oh, I, I don't want to forget that tomorrow. That gives me a clear head to where I can sleep at night because I, my thoughts are so all over the place that if I feel like if I don't get it out, I'm going to forget something and it stresses me out. 
So once I do that, then in the morning, I make a smaller list. That list is like three to five things to start that I'm like, these are the priorities for today in order. Once I get those done, I erase it and I move on to the next thing. If I get all of them done, then I'll start the list new with new priorities. But I literally live off of my list and I feel like I would be so screwed without them. I need that. What app do you use on your phone for lists? Because I'm definitely like, I write some down and then I write some on like a computer, but what do you use on your phone? So I literally currently, I use my notes app, which is, I know that's so basic, but I've tried other apps and some, sometimes they're just almost too complicated Mm -hmm. to where I'm like, I really just want the bare, like, I literally just want to write stuff down in a line. I don't need like these, all these different gadgets. I used to use the app Swipes, which I was obsessed with. I used it every single day and then they discontinued it like a year ago. They just got rid of it. And I was so upset. I'm like, that was literally my lifeline. Like, and it was the best app. All of my friends used it and we were so devastated. It's like literally just a to-do list where you swipe and it goes away and it goes into like a different completed folder. Um, so that was my first choice. So satisfying. That was my first choice. But yeah, currently I just use my notes app um, or literal paper and pen, but mostly just my notes app. Okay. I do the same thing, which is kind of funny. Minus the whole night dump. I need to start doing that. Um, but I do the notes and I, anything that comes to my mind, I just write it down and it won't even make sense Mm -hmm. half the time. And then I'll text it to Victoria and I'll be like, here are my thoughts trying to decipher them. And then somehow it like comes to fruition. I don't even know. It's like magic. I will literally... I will literally write on it. I'm like, make another TikTok. Like, it'll be something so weird. And I'll like send it to Beth. And she's like, what TikTok? And I'm like, oh yeah, that one. Like it all makes sense in my mind. Yeah. Like you knew so the funny. exact one, but it was like just yes. writing it down. Like, okay. It was going to jog your memory back. Mm-hmm. I need to start doing that because at work, so Katie and I both have our nine to fives and I am so organized when it comes to like a day at work. Sometimes at the end of the day, I'll be like, okay, what do I have to do tomorrow? But I never think to make lists with like my personal life and as much with like the podcast, but I'm going to start doing that now before bed. That is, I mean, if it gets you to your, if it gets us to your level, we're going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. It it really does. It helps you. It depends Mm -hmm. on your personality, but for me, it just helps clear my mind where I'm like, okay, got it all out there. I'm good to go to sleep. And I know tomorrow I got everything written down. So currently right now you're balancing like how many projects? Cause I know you just started balance boss, which is like your new learning platform. Mm -hmm. You do your podcast. And then you also do your influencing. So at one point in time, like how many projects on average do you have that you're juggling? Oh gosh. It's like, I mean, I have all those things you just mentioned. And within influencing, I have Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. You know, what I try and do is prioritize different things at different times. It changes throughout like different months. I'm like, oh, this is really working right now. But it is hard to balance all of them because I'm someone where I can see so much potential in all of these different avenues that it makes it hard for me to just kind of forget about, you know, one of them because I've had people tell me like, you should just not do, you know, YouTube. It's like, just stick to Instagram and your podcast. And I'm like, but what about TikTok? But what about like, I love making YouTube videos. So it's hard for me. And that's actually something I'm kind of trying to work on is like really prioritizing which ones are working. And that's why with Getaway Frame, which is our cabins, um, Beth runs that Instagram because that was something where I was like, this is overwhelming me. I can't like also run this Instagram when I'm already running three other ones, you know? So I would say there's always a lot of projects and I always randomly have these like epiphanies. Literally yesterday I told Beth, I'm like, I just had the best idea. Like when I was working out something came to me it's my project for 2021 and I'm like giving her all these you know talking to her her ear off and I'm like I know I know like I I I just 
I'm someone who like my thoughts are all over the place. I have so many random ideas. Like there is no shortage of ideas in my mind, but it it does get overwhelming when I have so much. So to answer your question, that was very long winded. I don't even know how many projects like there's so many micro things involved in everything I do. But I, I would say I'm I'm at one time always focusing on like four to five different things for sure. And how so you mentioned that you started being a photographer. So how did you kind mm-hmm. of transition from doing that into what you do now? Like how did it kind of snowball into what it is now? Yeah, so I just was posting my photography on Instagram all the time. That's how that was how I was making all my money was shooting engagement photos, wedding photos, senior photos, fashion stuff. And my business was like fully running literally just from Instagram alone and from word of mouth. And I started this back when I was a junior in high school. So it's been a long time at this point. And then when I I started traveling quite a bit because my mom worked for the airlines and um, I would start posting photos of my travels and like of myself as well. And I saw that those started performing really well, which actually really surprised me because I kind of thought people followed me, you know, just for like my photos of other people. And so once I saw that that was actually getting really good engagement, I was like, oh, it's interesting that people like that. And then I met Leif and started, we started posting photos together, videos together. And I saw that people really liked that. I was like, that's kind of cool. Like maybe I should post more about my real life. And once I started doing that, that's actually when my Instagram took off the most. And so I just kind of ran with it. And now I just do all the different lifestyle content kind of stuff. And I actually really do miss photography. I was just telling Leif that I want to get back into shooting a little bit, like me behind the camera, because that's how I started. And that's what I absolutely love. But everything I do now stems from my love of photos and aesthetic and creating. So it all kind of goes hand in hand. I just, the whole time you were talking, I was thinking about how you met your husband. You know, Mm -hmm. that's how I ended up finding you. Really? On TikTok? It was like the beginning of quarantine. And you posted that video that went viral of how you guys met. I was like following all your content. And yeah, you were one of the influencers during like the quarantine. I was like, I love this girl. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. TikTok is insane. Like, it's so crazy because I started posting consistently on TikTok right before quarantine hit. I was like, okay, I'm going because I'd heard a lot of people are like, TikTok is where it's at. Like, the algorithm is amazing. You can actually grow. And I was like, that's cool. Maybe I should give it a shot. And so I committed to posting, I think like two or three a day is what I I said. I was like, okay, I'm going to try and do, I think I did three a day for like a month or two. And then Um, in that time period, yeah, one of the videos went viral, got like 11 something million views. And I gained almost 200,000 followers from one video. Oh my gosh. Overnight. I was shocked. Like that has never happened to me. Now I have more TikTok followers than I do on Instagram. Like it's insane. And you're verified the blue check. Yes. And that also happened so randomly. I woke up, I was like, I'm verified because I'm not verified on Instagram. (laughs) And that's like where I started everything. So TikTok just kind of came out of nowhere. Do you guys do TikTok? I attempted at it, but was not good at it. <laughs> I went viral once. Um, it was for the my type video, and it was like where you name your type of whatever guy you want, whatever. So I'm like all yeah. done up, and I'm naming my ideal guy, and it got me like five thousand followers. Nice. Yeah, and I haven't since. That's the thing is that it will trick you. It's like your videos will be doing really well, and then all of a sudden, kind of just like plummet, and you aren't growing at all and then randomly again it'll pick up it's very random but I feel like consistency is key with TikTok and it's my favorite app at the moment because I feel like it it reminds me of when Instagram had first started and it just feels like there's so much opportunity on there to grow whereas Instagram I feel like 
I don't want to say it's done, but it's much harder, I've found at least, to grow. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I think it's plateaued. Like TikTok, I think what makes it so unique is it's relatable. You can laugh. You can find someone you're obsessed with. Like they're just like human connections somehow within TikTok. Whereas I feel like with Instagram, sometimes that gets lost between the filters and like the facade of whatever the picture is. Yeah. And to me, Mm -hmm. it's harder to find people on Instagram. Like I, I can't think of the last time I just stumbled upon someone was like, oh, I'm obsessed. Like, whereas that happens to me a lot on TikTok, like you were saying. Yeah. So I just love it. I think it's a great app. Something I'm really curious if you have an answer for this. So I love TikTok. It's like my favorite platform. It's definitely like my guilty pleasure. But like as a creator who has like a big following, sometimes people on the comments are either funny, but some like comments are just like rude, but then they get to like the top of the comment section because of all the likes. Like, do you just like not read them or do you read them and then like get upset about them? Or like, how do you navigate that? Because I always think like, how do like these influencers and the content creators get through that? For some reason on TikTok, it affects me less. I don't know why that is. I feel like mm-hmm. I almost know that there's like so many young people on TikTok to where I'm just like, eh, is this like a 13 year old? Like who knows if, you know what I mean? Whereas on Instagram, I feel like it almost cuts me deeper in a way. We actually mm-hmm. just had a podcast episode about this. That's our, this week's episode that we, um, that just came out today is all about like internet trolls and cancel culture and all that stuff, because that really has been a topic on my mind a lot recently because I feel like 2020 has just brought out the internet trolls. It's like mm-hmm. bored people at home with nothing to do but get on social media and people can be really, really mean. I don't know. It's It totally depends on the day because a lot of times I can just laugh things off and I'm like, whatever, they don't know me, so I don't care. And then if I'm having a really bad day and someone says something that actually, you know, can get to me where they're like, you know, this looks so bad on you. I'm like, oh, that actually hurts my feelings really bad. And now I'm sad about that. But I'd say for the most part, especially on Instagram, I just delete like any comment or any DM that I get that's rude. Like I immediately delete it. I don't even accept it. So they can't even see that I read it. Um, And I usually get pretty nice comments. But I think after a while of having a platform, you just realize that it's going to happen no matter what. And you have to just kind of put your blinders on at some point. And also, I think people are jealous. Like, people don't want to admit that they're being rude because they're jealous. Do you know what I mean? Like, this person seeing your life as they're sitting on their couch, probably eating potato chips, like, miserable and whatever, like, job they have. And they're like, this is the life I want. But, like, it's coming out through jealousy. And that's why I'm saying these hurtful things. Yeah, I think, and this is what I said in my podcast episode today, too. I said, anyone who's living their best life and who's happy and fulfilled, they're not leaving comments like that straight up, like just point blank period. No one that's happy in their own life and feels like, you know, like I said, just fulfillment and joy, like they're not going to be commenting that. So that kind of lets me have a little bit more empathy for people where sometimes if I'm having a really good day and I'm in a great mental headspace, I can honestly feel like sad for them where I'm like, that is a miserable life. Like that you're Mm -hmm. sitting around and commenting stuff like that to people you don't know. And that gives me insight into your mental headspace, which is definitely not healthy at the moment, which really actually does make me sad. So I feel like if you can come at it from that angle, like I said, I can't always do that because sometimes I'm just not feeling super confident that day or whatever. But that's how I try to look at things like that, because I feel like that's a way to 
just get past it. And also it's the biggest turnoff. Whenever I see someone that I personally know that I personally follow and I see them commenting on a celebrity's thing, saying something nasty, I'm like, who do you think you are? Like I, I I'm judging them from that moment because I'm like, why do you, first of all, why do you even want to put that out there? And even if you thought this, why would you put it in writing? It's shocking, isn't it? I just, I can't even imagine, I cannot fathom writing something like that on someone's post. Like it's just the mean things that people say. And this is another thing we were mentioning on our episode was that people just think that influencers or celebrities or people who they kind of aspire to be like, or whether they aspire or not, that have quote unquote money or fame, they think that those people have it all. So they're like, you deserve hate. Like you have a perfect Mm -hmm. life. So who cares? But it's like money is not everything. A lot of times these people, the more followers they get, the more money they get, the more depressed they are, the more lonely they are. So you saying hurtful things to them does hurt them. It's like they don't, they're not a perfect human being. So I think that's where it comes from is just being so out of touch with that sort of life and thinking, oh, that's, they have a perfect life. So I don't care. What I say to them is not going to hurt them, you know? hundred percent. And this brings me, so Kylie Jenner is like one of the biggest celebrities right now. And I think she influences so many girls and people are always like, I want to be her and look like her, all these things. And when you think about it, like when you're a celebrity at that level, like you really can't have a normal life in any capacity. Like you can't go out and do anything. You really, you can't make that many friends because people are always trying to become friends with you to get something out of you. And even at like where you are now, like I feel like I'm sure you have so many people who maybe don't have the best intentions, but they come off like they do. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those things you have to be worried about because you don't know you don't know what they want from me. You don't, it just, it makes you less trusting of people. Definitely. I can't even imagine what it's like to be in someone like the Kardashians shoes. Like truly even having a a slightest taste of that sort of life, like in that industry, I, I truly cannot even fathom it. And it just gives me so much more empathy and compassion for people in the spotlight because it's not easy and it's, they deal with a lot. So yeah, it definitely makes you think for sure. And especially being so public, like you're a public figure and I, and you share so many of your stories in your personal life. How did you become comfortable with like letting people know, you know, who you are and like your life story? Because we see in your TikToks, we see it in the podcast. It's been a journey. I think on the podcast is definitely where I'm the most candid. And I don't even know why that is. I think maybe it's because no one can see me. So I'm just speaking and it's just my voice. I don't know. I just feel more comfortable sharing things. I think what inspires me to keep sharing like personal just stuff about my personal life is that I've gotten so many messages of it helping other people and it really just motivates me to keep going because I think there's been certain people that I follow where they do maybe put on sort of a facade or a show and like granted I know everyone's platform they have different purposes behind what they do and maybe some people aren't comfortable sharing you know the more personal details of their life which is totally fine but I feel like sometimes I've felt from people, oh, they're just like this robot, this perfect person that I don't really relate to. And so I've just really been trying to just be myself on social media and specifically my podcast, just kind of saying what I think. And one of my New Year's resolutions actually for this year, for 2020, was being more unapologetic and just saying how I feel and sticking to that. And it has come with the most criticism I've ever gotten because People aren't going to agree with everything you say, but I also feel the most me that I've ever felt. And to me, that just is the best feeling. And so, and it helps the most people when you are being your most authentic self and you're truly just sharing what you love and sharing your experiences, that's helpful to people and people can relate to you. 
Definitely. I'm just thinking, I feel like I'm very unapologetic almost to a fault. And I think it's also the East Coast in me where I just like say whatever's top of mind. How do you plan to like filter your unapologetic self? I don't know. You know what? I can get that vibe from you and I oh really God, love it. Because oh God. <laughs> I don't want you to get no. that vibe. I'm trying to be on my best behavior today. No, I I honestly, I've known you for 20 minutes and I feel like you are very honest. Like, I feel like I could ask you a question and you would tell me the truth, which I really like about you. And I'm sure that's what your podcast listeners and everyone love about you. You know, in this day and age, you literally cannot say anything without someone getting offended or annoyed. Like, truly, I feel like I used to tiptoe around people so much. And even when I was doing that, people would still be like, that's really not cool. And I'm like, what the, I'm trying so hard to be like that's when I realized like I can either tiptoe and still get hate or I can just be myself and maybe more people will criticize me but again then I'm just being myself and it doesn't matter but that being said I still think of myself as someone who analyzes a little bit what I say like I'm not someone who's just gonna like have no filter and be like woo and say something crazy um I definitely still feel like I have a bit of a filter but I just try and be honest (laughs) I just try and be my most honest self yeah you're very polished the way you talk you haven't cursed once I've been taking note of it I don't I don't actually cuss like really at all in in my day-to-day life really Mm mm-mm Wow, that's an area for me. That's an area. That's an area of improvement. I'm learning a lot of um, new New Year's resolutions that I'm going to be adding. Um, <laughs> the opposite of unapologetic and filtering. You're inspiring me. <laughs> oh, no. So your podcast blew up. You were doing it for two years, and you were doing it with your best friend from high school. How did you yes. get picked up by Dear Media, who's one of the like powerhouses in podcasting? So... We actually reached out to them. Um, I am signed with DBA, which is their, like Dear Media is a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a tangent off of DBA. So DBA is a management team and then Dear Media is like their podcast network. And so DBA was interested in signing me and I had a call with them and she had mentioned, she's like, oh yeah, we're coming out the podcast network. I was like, oh, that's cool. I didn't even have a podcast at the time. And then DBA like basically I don't I don't know if they turned me away at that point it's all kind of fuzzy but I remember I was not working with them like I had a call with them and nothing happened from it and I was like oh dang and then six months later Chelsea and I started our podcast and this random network had reached out to us and it seemed like pretty legit it was not Dear Media but it was a different one and we're like oh that's kind of cool that would be nice to have like a network because we don't know anything about the podcast space like at this point we were so new we didn't know anyone that even had a podcast like none of my friends did or anything so I was just it was very new to me so we replied to them and they kind of just like ghosted us and we were like well we want to work with them and then they just weren't replying and then literally it just came to me I was like wait I remember that DBA is coming out with a podcast network like I'm gonna look into that so I messaged the girl who I had talked to on the phone and I said hey I remember you saying that they were gonna have a podcast network like is there anyone I could get into touch with this is our podcast here's what it's about and basically we got in touch with them and then we were able to set up a meeting with them and we went and met up with them and they signed us so that was something we kind of I remember telling Chelsea, I'm like, we can't wait around for like, you know, these people to get back to us, like the people that were ghosting us. I'm like, we just need to make our own opportunity and just reach out to this podcast network and see what happens. And so they ended up signing us. And yeah, we've been with them for like a year and a half. It's been awesome. Well, first off, congrats. And also your merch, 1-800-HEINOUS, just sold out. I was trying to get one and I was like, shit. Oh, I'm sorry. Cursing. (laughs) Aren't you guys doing a restock now because it sold out the first time you dropped it? Yes, we're doing a restock. It's in a few days, actually. So set your alarms. I don't know when this podcast 
comes out, we'll probably have restocked again or maybe it will still be available. I'm not sure. Um, our podcast listeners are like the most loyal people I've ever met. I swear to you, I don't even get it. I'm like, they're just they're more loyal than like my even my personal followers like the podcast gang is very active like they're on it so yeah we sold out of our merch in like five minutes and we were like okay we gotta order like more inventory and be a little smarter about this so we're doing a restock and yeah we're excited that's awesome Sounds like a great problem to have you know i feel super super lucky i love podcasting how long have you guys been doing this how long since March since March yeah we're newbies okay so you started this year yes do you love podcasting yes yeah. I love talking I love, so I love like meeting everyone we get to meet like the fact that we're two suburban people talking to you right now like made my week you know what I mean like stuff like that just gets oh. like so exciting so and it's always new and different so I don't know I'm obsessed with it I love it. I think it's the funnest thing ever. Like I always say, I'm like, I could make no money off this and I would still do it every day. Like I'm obsessed. I think it's such a cool platform. I'm such a podcast fan. Like I love listening to podcasts. I literally listen to one every single day. So I'm just a huge fan and I love it. What are your favorites to listen to? Oh man, I have a lot. Um, I love the Skinny Confidential. I feel like I learn a lot from her show. I love the Morning Toast. Do you guys listen to the Morning Toast? I don't listen to it, but I do listen to Skinny Confidential and I really like that Okay, one. cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I listen to what other, like, have you heard of Mood with Lauren Elizabeth? She's a friend of mine. I really like her. Like she does very like self-care kind of vibes and I really like that podcast. I watch I'm her YouTube. Okay, cool. I did like Girl Boss. Oh yeah. That was good, but I think she just like continued it recently. Oh really? Yeah. I haven't listened to it recently. Um, there's a lot. I love how I built this. I used to listen to that all the time for like business stuff. It gives you faith. Those stories like just give me hope. I'm like, oh, this person got denied for like years and then they built like one of the biggest companies in the world. So um, they always have a lot of good stories. But yeah, I just I find random podcasts through different like avenues. People will just post on Instagram and be like, I love this podcast. And then I'll go and listen. And yeah. I think half the reason your podcast is so successful is because like who you are like at your core like I think people love you because you're like cool LA like chill girl vibes you're not one of those girls who's out here like posing naked I feel like a lot of other LA people like you're very authentic and people can see like a part of them in you oh thank you it's a nice compliment it is so (laughs) no I'm just kidding yes I'm very nice no 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 I'm no I'm literally not (laughs) Um, but no, it had me thinking because so many people like, so I'm 24, Vic's 23. So many people want to go to LA and they want to live a stream and they don't realize like how much it costs. So like with living like your life, how you do like as an influencer, like how do you budget and like stay financially independent? Yeah. I've always been a pretty good saver. Like I love watching my savings account grow. So it's never been you know, super, I don't know. I I think of saving as a positive and exciting thing. I never think of it as a burden, like, oh, I need to save my money. Like to me, that's exciting to, to have money to be able to put into a savings account. I think that's such a blessing and it's so exciting. So I'm like all about saving. I've always tried to save a percentage of my every paycheck that I get. So that percentage changes based off of like current events and like situations. But I would say a few years ago, like I made the commitment to save 35% of all of the money I made. Like, so every time I would get paid on a Friday, like I would do the math, do 35% of it and put it into a savings account. 
And at this point, then I started getting to the point where both Leif and I were like, we want to invest our money in something we don't just want. It's sitting here. And so we invested in some real estate, which is the cabins that I I was talking about. But I just think making it a priority to save. And also, you know, you never know how, I don't know how to word this, but like, for example, there was a time when money was pretty tight with us, like fairly recently because of a slow beginning to a year than the pandemic and like Coachella got canceled, which that's like a huge time for influencers to make a lot of money during Coachella and like festival season. And that got canceled and a lot of stuff started happening. We're like, this is kind of concerning. And that's actually when Balanced Boss came to be. It just made me realize like when you have to, like you can make things happen. And that was kind of just an insight to me of basically we had to make these payments and so we just had to make money and we were just getting creative and it showed me that like wow when I really like put you know my foot down and I'm like we have to get this done it's crazy how much money you can save or you know what I mean when you don't think that that's possible when you're not in the heat of the moment or whatever like when you're when you don't have these issues I don't know if that literally made any sense at all but no, it did. Um, I was thinking yeah. what you were throwing down okay good yeah I just I think saving is so important and it's like any amount that you can save you don't have to save a huge percentage even if you from every paycheck put away $20 it's like just put away something it's very helpful yeah I'm almost I'm too much of a saver in a sense that I get like really bad buyer's remorse so I need to like find a balance because I do save but then anytime I spend money, I'm like panicked and I'm like, oh my God, I'm not saving this. So it's like also finding that balance, like, no, it's okay to spend some money that you made. Totally. I always say also, I'm huge on investing in yourself. So like you have to spend money to make money. And a lot of things, like I remember even when I was starting out as a photographer, I would spend so much money. Like I would hire a model and pay them and and pay for a space to shoot in Arizona, like a, you know, some sort of photo studio. And people would be like, why are you paying hundreds of dollars to do that like because at the time it's like that's literally all my money you know I'm just like pouring it out for this one photo shoot and to me I just knew that that would take me further I'm like but if I put my money into this I can create photos that like other people aren't getting because they're not willing to put this kind of money into it and that has always 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 been so worth it to me like Mm -hmm. sure I've made some money mistakes here and there but investing in myself has almost never failed like if you know we just rebranded balanced boss it was not cheap but we know that that is going to further our career. And so we're willing to put money towards that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's worth it. Let's shift gears a little because we're like running with like 10 minutes left. And I want to hear about your love life with Leaf because <laughs> I am currently single as a Pringle, like so single. Vic is dating someone. She's been dating him for eight years and they'll probably get married eventually. He texted me the other day about engagement rings. It's all good. Um <gasps> It's not that serious. He actually like one time texted Katie about finding out how much an engagement ring is because we were just talking and he's like, how much do engagement rings even cost? So, like not even near it. He just doesn't know how much they cost. He's okay. Like, oh, he's just curious. Katie. He's catching yeah. a few. But it was like, on his a mind. a reliable person who would know. It was on his mind. It was on his mind. There's meaning behind it. But the craziest thing to me is that you got engaged to your now husband after four or five months of dating. Like, how did you know? You were like, okay, like we click, we vibe, this is the one. Yeah. So I don't know. I always heard the phrase, when you know, you know. And I was just like, what does that mean? Like, I just don't get it. And we were also young. But looking back, it's so funny because I always say, I'm like, I actually wouldn't recommend getting married as young as I got married when I was 21. And 
to be honest, like, I don't know that I would recommend that to other people. And I have actually a lot of friends who have gotten married young and already are divorced. Like, I know that it doesn't work for everyone. But all I can say is that cliche quote of like, when you know, you know, like, I just felt like I totally knew that I found my person and like, he felt the same way. And it really is crazy. And I actually never thought I would be someone who got married that young or that quickly at all. Like I am so career driven and um, I just didn't think that I wanted that for years to come. And actually right when I, before I met him was, it's like the classic thing when you stop trying, mm-hmm. it like just falls into your lap. And so right before I met him, I was like, I'm single right now and I want to like work on my career and traveling. Like that is my main focus. I'm not going to worry about guys right now. Like when it happens, it happens. I'm young. I want to like do me right now. Literally two weeks later, I meet him and like we get set up on a blind date. I tried to cancel the date. I was like, I don't want to like even go on this date right now. And then I met him and I was just like, oh, well, I guess when you just stop trying, it just happens for you. And so, yeah, anyway, we're all we've almost been married for five years, which is insane. And we're really happy and we're honestly very compatible. So it just worked. What was the first date? Because first dates are the most nerve wracking. Like it doesn't matter who the person is. Every single time I have a first date, I am just like the most nervous, like wound up person. So our first date was actually a double date. So it's funny because my childhood friend is married to Leif's brother. So she set us up on the date and it was a double date, which was nice because it kind of took the like, you know, a little yeah. bit of nerves Eases out the of pressure. it. Had- yeah. For sure. So we went to a comedy club in Arizona, like an improv comedy club, which was super funny and like really fun. And Leif says, he's like, I knew you liked me. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I knew you liked me from the start because every time you would laugh, like at a joke, you would look at me and I'm like, I'm just being nice. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm just going to not look at you or like, you know, interact with you. You were on a date, like, of course. But anyway, he always jokes about that. But um, then we went and got Chinese food. And we ate it in their backyard, basically. So, and we lit off like little Chinese lanterns. It was a really cute date. Aww. That's so funny. Boys yeah. literally make something out of nothing. They'll be like, like the fact that he was like, oh, you were looking at me and smiling. Like I do that to the stranger on the street just to be nice. Like as I'm crossing the literally. road. Literally, I was like, don't flatter yourself. Like I was just trying to be an interactive, like fun gal on a date. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, it was really funny. I also love that. It's like the thing in elementary school. I know like I always joked around like, I'm going to marry your like brother or your friend's brother one day so that we could be sister-in-laws. And literally that's what you are. Isn't that so crazy? Like Mm -hmm. it's so funny too because we had this note in seventh grade that we would write back and forth to each other and it was like a hundred pages long. Like we would every day just like write notes back and forth and then we like combined them and I would literally pay money to see it now. Like it's, we don't know where it is. It's non-existent. We don't, we probably threw it away. But we were saying, we're like, we know for a fact somewhere in that note, we were like, we have to marry brothers like and be sister-in-law, whatever. And it's just insane that we actually ended up related. It's so bizarre. Like just how it all happened. I'm like, I know that had to have been fate. Like it's so wild. I mean, it's so convenient too. There's nothing better than someone you're comfortable with that's a girlfriend of yours. Like if you ever need to go to the bathroom or like you have an emergency or something, like you have that trusted person that you don't feel Mm -hmm. weird asking them for help with whatever the situation is. Holidays are fun. Yeah. And we've known each other for years. So it's just like very comfortable. It really is like best case scenario. Yeah. It's so funny. That's what I'm hoping for. Except all of my friends, friends who I've dated have just ended up not working out. And then it's so awkward because you run into them and you're just like, 
And that was another reason, like, even when she's like, you should go on a date with him. I was like, Ugh. like, yeah, I just was not feeling, I did not even know what he looked like actually. Cause we like, we had been friends growing up, but we hadn't, we had kept in touch here and there, but it's not like we hung out every day at that moment. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't like know anything about it. It was literally a blind date, but I just remember when she asked me, I was kind of like, eh, like, I don't want to. And also, yeah, that same vibe where it's like, if your friend sets you up with someone and then it just isn't, doesn't go well, it's like, sorry, that's awkward. Like yeah. now your brother-in-law, I don't like him. That was weird, but. Yeah, it just ended up working out in literally the best way possible. Well, thankfully it worked out. So we came up with a little game called JC or Crazy. I try to make it rhyme as best as possible. Cute. So different situations, and you're going to tell us if this is something you would do or if this is crazy. Okay. All right, this one talks about dating, so it's a perfect segue. Um, okay. Kiss someone on the first date if you were single. I feel like I would, for sure. I kissed Leif on the second date. But I, I wouldn't have thought it was crazy to kiss him on the first. Okay. All right. Like, wh- like what kind of kiss? Are you guys kiss? against that? No, I'm, I'm like trying to like get your vibe. Like what kind of kiss though? I'm like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like either a peck or just like a little, like a light make out. Okay. This may be like, like nothing too crazy. personal. Like are we talking tongue or no? We're just like open, light, two second, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're doing tongue okay. on first date. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just checking. Just making sure it's clear. <laughs> The expectation is I actually never kissed anyone on a first date. Really? Yeah, no. I actually don't think I have either, but it doesn't seem crazy to me. Like I remember just on our first date, I don't know. I don't think there was a moment where we were going to actually, but it just doesn't seem that crazy to me, you know? Yeah. If you're vibing, if the vibe's there, the vibe's there. Exactly. Okay. Here we go. Next one. Pull someone aside to tell them they have food in their teeth. A random stranger. A random stranger, no. A friend, I would. Okay. Would you? I think I would. I don't think I would. Really? That's actually a good thing to do. I I, I think that's the more brave thing to do. But I just feel like I'd be like, eh, it's fine. I'll deal with It'd it. It'd probably be <laughs> awkward. I don't know them. That's like when you run yeah. into a girl at a bar and she has like toilet paper on her shoe and you're like, I got to tell her. Mm-hmm. No, you're you're a better person than me. I, I don't sure. think I am. After this interview, I don't <laughs> think I am. <laughs> a lot of improving to do. All right. Next one. Go on a friend's hinge and swipe right on people you think would be good for them. Hmm. Like, I feel like if they're aware that I'm doing it, yes. But I wouldn't do it, like, without their permission. Okay. That's, that's you know? good of you. All right. Go on a hike or camping trip for a long period of time. No. Okay. Crazy. No, I'm well with done. you on that. That's so crazy. I think that's disgusting. It's <laughs> too far for me. Like, maybe glamping for, like, two days. That's my limit. Like, it's funny because – I've actually become more, way more like at one with nature recently. Like this year, I've enjoyed nature more than I ever have because I think of like quarantine and just being stuck in my house. So I really appreciate like getting outside, but camping, I'm like, maybe for a night. Like I'm not trying to go for a week or more. Definitely. That's not. how I feel. A night. So like I can come freshly showered. I don't have to deal with the craziness. Like a night, I think, would be humbling, but anything further than that yes. is absolute insanity. <laughs> I agree. I completely agree. And also no one can look cute camping. Like it's just impossible. Like it's, it's a no. stressful situation. Like you have to surrender. Definitely. Like, As no. you're doused in bug spray. It's not, it's, it's not my vibe. All right. Take a break from Instagram for a week. I would love that. I, I did that actually at the beginning of this year for almost two weeks. It was amazing. It was great for my mental health. So yes, I would definitely do that again. Okay. I think I need to try that. I get like anxious if I don't answer someone like on our podcast page. Mm-hmm. I'm like just anticipating someone messaging us and I'm like, okay, did I answer them? I feel that. I think it helps that I have Chelsea as well because she can like pick up the slack if I'm, you know, not on. But I totally understand that. Like you want to be just engaged in stuff. It depends on your personality too because a lot of people can totally be on social media and like does not affect them. Like for me, I feel like it really affects my mental health. If I'm scrolling all day every day, I just am like literally depressed. So I have to know my limits. Same. I think that's huge. Okay, I'm going to work on that. 
another 2021 resolution. Perfect. Okay. Be reincarnated as an animal. No. Not even a dog? I'm done. Ooh, actually, I was going to say, my dog Lady has, like, the best life. She just lays on the couch all day. But uh, I don't think so. I'm, I, like, I like being a human. <laughs> okay. I just need to tell you, like, I hate dogs. But if I were to get any dog, it'd be a toy poodle. So when I was looking at your TikTok and I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's a toy poodle. Like, this is a sign. She's a really, really cute, sweet dog. She's, like, very awkward with new people. She's literally the weirdest dog. Like, she just does weird things where we're like, what? Okay. she's <laughs> Don't pay attention to her. But she is, like, the best, smartest dog. I actually was not a dog person either. And she doesn't shed, which is, like, a huge thing for me because I just don't like when there's dog hair everywhere and I'm also allergic. Um, But, yeah, highly recommend. Toy poodles are the best. They're so sweet and they're so small. So you can take them everywhere. And they're really cute and smart. And they're so cuddly. Best case scenario. So cuddly. Yes, so cuddly. Take a spontaneous trip to an island. Oh, I'm there. I'm there. I'm ready. All right. Tell your friend you love them before you hang up the phone. Um, this depends. I was thinking about this because I don't, me and Chelsea don't do this. Like we never say like, love you at the end of our phone calls. Cause we literally talk a million times a day, mm-hmm. but I feel like if it's someone I haven't talked to in a while, I will say that if it's like a friend from like out of the state and we haven't spoken in like three months at the end, I'll be like, love you. Bye. Okay. That makes sense. I think, but I again, it depends on the friend. Definitely. All right. Eat in and out for a week, but I feel like I kind of know the answer to this. Only in and out. Yeah. No. Okay. But I'm surprised by that. Cause you were like really feeling it for a second during your moment yes i i am feeling i I am in my moment right now but (laughs) not every meal i can tolerate fast food like four times a week max like and that is i used to maybe eat fast food once every the reason i'm saying i do that way more now is i used to eat maybe fast food twice a month like never but now i feel like i can literally do it like four times a week which is a lot for me but i could not just eat in and out only for a week no way okay i need my greens. and then last one send a million tiktok ideas to beth oh my gosh yes this like already exists <laughs> like i i always do this i mean i always make a million tiktok idea uh lists again it goes along back to my lists i have so many lists and there's one that's called tiktok ideas and there's a ton on there and you know when i when i do one i mark it off and then i usually add one so it never like decreases which is kind of i guess good but also a little overwhelming at times i mean never stop you're a hustler like you're out here hustling you, gotta, you do what you gotta do you do what you gotta do you're also so good at the tiktok dances oh my gosh thank you i was a dancer in high school so okay. i like i'm used to dancing and i love dancing like mm-hmm. i've always been obsessed with dance so it's kind of fun like chelsea and i used to be like are we cringy because we're 25 and like literally doing these tiktok dances and then we're no. like who cares? Like, this is the funnest thing ever. Like, it's literally taking us back to high school. It's so fun. It's a good workout. We're always sweating by the end of them. They're so much harder to learn than, like, I ever could have imagined. A lot of them, I'm like, how are these so kids doing these? Like, they're so hard. But I think it's so fun. So I'm not planning on stopping anytime soon. And as long as you're not being a tool, it's not cringy. Like, I cringe at the ones where I see the guys coming out of the truck. And it's, I, I don't even know the song that is, but it keeps coming up on my <gasps> For You page. You know, I know what exactly I'm talking about? what you're talking about. And I'm like where are you like what gas station did you drive to and take your shirt off like who was watching you film this like it doesn't that make you like secondhand uncomfortable no I agree it it actually there is so much cringe on TikTok I don't know if you are you familiar with freak talk hashtag freak talk no but I feel like I need to get educated in it no what is it oh like it is one of the most 
cringeworthy things I've ever seen like more power to you do what you want but like those TikToks it's basically maybe some girls do it too but mostly guys that I see they'll like hashtag freak talk and it's just like very sexual um maybe I'll have to send you guys no actually please <laughs> they're send me so some. shocking I'm trying to step up my game please send me some <laughs> they're so shocking on no, cringy freak talk no it, it, it is so bad the problem too with TikTok is that if you interact or like not interact but even if you watch this is what will happen to me that's how I know that my phone like watches me because there's this one guy and he just posts the most cringeworthy stuff it's always sexual like every single one is sexual who was it Harry Jassy? And so it's him just like biting his lip oh no he's is he's it the another. guy with the duck the duck there's this one guy that does things like that and he has a duck now you're gonna see him come guy. up on your for you page oh I have not seen him you guys need to look up Tim oh here it is Wait, him, I know um, and you have duetted him. Yes, yes, I yes, know exactly that man. who you're talking about. That man, you guys, he is like, he'll be like, it's just so bad. It's like, um, he'll bite his lip and be like, like yes. I can't do it like hot at all, but I know exactly what you're talking. About. Yes, you've got to go just stalk his page. And but the problem is, once you do that, because like it's one of those things where I can't look away. I'm like, what is happening? I'm so cringed out. I'm so I have secondhand embarrassment. I'm not okay but at the same time I like can't stop watching because it's so crazy that he's like posting these and he's older too it's not like he's like 16 like he's probably 25 at least and so anyway but he'll just always do these like very sexual ones and it's really shocking so those tiktoks really freak me out but again it's like a bad car like if you saw it you would know who it is no, I know who you, you're talking about. I'm looking at his page. And when quarantine first started and he came up on my page, I'm like, oh, this guy's cute. Like, this is entertaining. But now it's been going on since the beginning of yeah. quarantine. I'm like, and he doesn't stop. So now I'm like, okay, you're a creep. So now I'm like creeped out by it. Every single one too is like sexual. Like, it's not like, oh, you know, once a week he does his little freak talk. It's like, no, every single day. And it's always just about like, oh, it's so bad. You just got to go, just go binge. It's, it's horrible. But people like that, I wonder like, do you have a job? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, do you have like a nine to five? Like, like, are you working and your coworkers can see this type of stuff? Right. Like that makes me uncomfortable. Like Same. even my TikToks, which are PG, like I'm like, oh my God, like my coworker could look at this and I don't know what she's going to think about it. Totally. No, I feel that even for kids in school, like high school, because that's the other thing on TikTok that actually is a little bit disturbing to me is that kids will do kind of that sort of thing where it's like very sexual and they're like 14 or 15. And I'm like, do your friends see that? And are they like, what, what's going on? Or are they just like all here for it? I don't know what's happening, but it's, I feel like younger and younger, they just start like doing these, like the lip biting and the dances. And I'm like, oh, hey, okay. Um, scared to see where, you know, this all goes. But yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, TikTok and they're like hotter than me. I'm like, what are you doing? Like literally. I literally will see 15 year olds and I'm like, how do you look like this? Like at your age, I had braces until oh, I same. was like 17. No, I don't get it either. It's so weird. It's like the younger, even when I was in high school, I remember it kind of started happening where like some freshmen were coming and they like kind of started getting cute and we're like, wait, what? Like me and all my friends are like, we were like not cute in our freshman year at all. Not even our senior year. And then yeah, now it's just like younger and younger. These like 13 year olds are just like, they look like they're 20. It's insane. First of all, how are like some of them are very developed. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here, but like, no, I maybe I didn't drink enough milk. Like, I don't know. Oh, I'm like, wait, still haven't developed. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's very shocking. I agree. All right. Well, first off, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I think you're so great. You're so chill. I, I really do love your vibe. Thank you. I love yours too. You guys are fun. Thank you. Um, the last question we have for you is what's your power move? So, what is like your one thing that got you to where you are today? 
sprinkle a little inspiration on us. Okay. This is going to sound cheesy again, kind of cliche, but I think I just don't give up. And like there have been so many times where I've gotten burned out or, you know, like things just feel like they're not working for me, but I always pride myself on being persistent. And I just, I really, really don't give up on things that I'm passionate about. And if things aren't working, I will find a way to make it work in a different way maybe. But I just like finding solutions. And I am someone who, again, sometimes I feel like I'm a little bit too, not like insensitive, but a little bit. Um, But I just don't believe in like complaining about something that you're not gonna try and fix. And so, you know, sometimes this can be bad because I'm kind of hard on myself at times, which I can work on. But at the same time, like I know my potential and like I'm not willing to just like settle or just, you know, like lay on the couch when I know I can be furthering, you know, myself and being something great. So I think just my persistence, final answer. (laughs) That's beautiful. Thank you. I really feel inspired. No, like I honestly, like you have been super inspirational during this whole thing, especially because you're like, you're older than us and you're killing the game. I'm like, wow. Like it makes it feel like possible. I'm like, oh wow, like maybe we could actually do this. Totally. I totally believe in you guys. Like I always say with people that are starting a podcast or trying to do influencing, like when people are like, do you think it's too late? I'm like, no, it's never too late to do the things you want to do. And again, like you might have to be creative and maybe it wasn't the same. It isn't the same now as it used to be or whatever. But there is like something Skinny Confidential says too, is she's like, when people say that the market is too saturated, it's like, okay, can the same be said for like the music industry, the restaurant business? It's like, there are always Mm -hmm. new places popping up, new artists popping up. Because if you have a creative vision and you are a hard worker, you can always make something happen. So I like love when people start podcasts because I think that the podcast space is it's still going to blow up so much more than it already has. I mean, the past few years it's blown up and I think it's just going to continue to get bigger. So I love that you guys started your podcast and that you're staying with consistent with it, I'm assuming. And um, yeah. Yeah. Every Monday, new episodes every Monday. Amazing. Keep at it. Thank you. JC, thank you so much for coming on. Where can everyone follow you and keep up with you? So I'm pretty much JC Marie Smith on everything. It's J-A-C-I Marie Smith on Instagram. Um, If you type that in JC Marie into YouTube, you can find me, JC Marie Smith on TikTok. And then our podcast is What We Said Podcast. Um, Anywhere you listen to podcasts, that's our Instagram, blah, blah, blah. If you go to my Instagram, you can find a hub to everything I do. Getaway Frame is the cabins. Balanced Boss is the courses, health and wellness courses. And yeah, there's a lot going on. It's fun. Well, you are killing it. it. Thank you so much for carving time to chat with us. We really appreciate it. And we're at the Moral Hangover Podcast. Follow us. We have new episodes out every Monday. All right. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye.